The Planter's Place podcast is brought to you by Osmocote, the planter's plant food. My name is Amy Griesack. I'm a garden writer from Great Falls, Montana, and today I want to talk to you about starting your own seeds. I think more people are interested in starting their own, partly because they want to know where their food comes from the very beginning, but also because those seed catalogs are becoming more enticing every year. It's really, really hard to resist when you have these gorgeous color photographs and these absolutely delicious descriptions of the, the new fruit, the new produce, and the old standbys that you've loved for so long. So a lot of people are jumping into the game a lot earlier so they can get their fingers in the soil a lot of times when there's still lots of snow on the ground. Thankfully, it's very much worth the effort and it's not very difficult to do at all. You really don't need to have any fancy equipment. Basically, what you need to start seeds are clean containers with adequate drainage, fresh potting mix, so you don't want to use the stuff from last year's containers out on the porch, cellophane of some sort, and then also a way to mark your plantings. The most important thing that you do need that you don't necessarily have to buy is adequate sunlight. A lot of people can get by with moving their containers in the windows to make sure they get as much sunlight during the day and as much intense sunlight during the day as they possibly can. But if you don't have that in your house, you will need to resort to the lights. And I'll explain how to do that in just a couple of minutes. So when you're getting started, you need to consider your containers. You don't have to use anything fancy. I am a hoarder when it comes to yogurt containers, the orange juice containers, the paper ones, and since we make a tremendous amount of homemade ice cream, I have a whole lot of cream containers, quart-sized cream containers. So when I'm using the paper ones like that, I just poke a whole bunch of holes on one long side, cut off the other long side, and call it good. I'm ready to go. Same with my yogurt containers. You want to have adequate drainage, so you want that water to, want to run right through. So I just take my knife and just poke a whole bunch of holes in the bottom of there too. Now I also will use containers from last year and, and also friends give me a ton of containers and they're so expensive I don't want to throw any of them out. But if I'm reusing old containers I need to make sure they're really clean so you're not having an issue with disease. With the soil residue in there you can really have some bad things. So typically I'll just wash them in a mild bleach solution and then rinse them really really well to make sure all that bleach is out before I put any soil and do any planting in them. Now as for the planting soil, I typically buy bales of a professional potting mix because I go through so much of the stuff. Once I cut open the plastic, because they're really heavy and unwieldy, I'll dump it into a trash can where it's easier to handle and I can scoop it out. But the stuff you buy in the smaller bags in the greenhouse or the local nursery, they work just as great and those are, those are wonderful. When you are looking at different potting mixes though, remember you don't need anything with the water polymers since you're not using it for container plantings. These aren't, your seedlings, flats and containers aren't going to be sitting on the porch in July. You're going to be with them, you're going to be watering them regularly and babying, so you really don't need any water polymers in it. And you don't need to have anything with the fertilizer already in it. I have friends who've run into problems at time. So I always have gone with the straight stuff. And plus you have more control if you just go without the fertilizer already in it. Now, if you're going big scale, a lot of times you can find places that sell potting soil in bulk. Years ago, when I was planting six to 7,000 plants, growing those in my greenhouses, I would buy it by the pickup truckload. 
and would go through a couple pickup truckloads every season. And so, but when you're buying it in bulk, the bad thing is, is you have to sterilize it. The stuff that's in the bag has already been sterilized, already ready to go. But when it's been sitting out all winter or spring and it's fresh and you never know what's in it, you're going to have to take care of it. Now the cooked dirt is pretty simple. All you do is put as much as you can into a turkey roaster, some similar size pan, pop it in the oven at 350 degrees for about an hour. It doesn't smell good, unless you're like me who's accustomed to it and it smells like spring to me, but it definitely helps damping off and other issues. So once you have your clean containers and you got your potting soil all ready to go, you get to finally get to get down to planting. So just fill your containers with your potting soil. You don't have to heap them up, just level with it. And you want to soak them really well. Give them a good soaking, let them drain through, let that potting soil saturate before you plant the seeds. Now how you seed depends on what you're planting. If you have really fine seeds like nicotiana, which is a, a seed that's the size of a period at the end of a sentence if you're lucky, I mean it's super tiny. You'll just have to sprinkle them over the container with the intent of thinning them out later because you'll go crazy if you try to go one by one. But if you have larger seeds like zinnias, you can plant them one at a time and space, space them so you don't have to thin later. It all depends on your style, your time, and how you like to do things. Now, after planting, depending on the size of the seed, I'll sprinkle some soil over. If it's a zinnia or sunflower, pumpkin, you know, anything, tomatoes, anything like that, I'll put a thin layer of seeds over or soil over the top and water it very, very lightly. Now, with other ones like the nicotiana and some of the other small ones, I, I won't. I'll just press it down and call it good at that. So once you're containers are seeded and you're watered, you want to tag it. So I use popsicle sticks with a sharpie marker, put in what I planted. You can use plastic, whatever's handy for you. Tape on the outside, sometimes that works. Then pull cellophane over the top to hold in the moisture. After that, I just slide it on top of the fridge. It's really nice and warm. It's a great place for them to germinate. And plus, it and it's out of the sunlight. The seeds typically don't need sunlight to germinate. Plus, it gives me a really good reason to clean off my refrigerator once a year. So it's a good thing. Pop it up on the fridge. Keep an eye on it. Seeds have different germination times. There's some that seem to come up overnight. Onions come up really fast. Tomatoes are pretty quick. But other things like peppers and parsley, you're going to be looking at them for weeks. So don't be afraid that they're not going to come up. Just keep them moist. Not oversaturated, but just moist. As long as they're warm, they will eventually come up. And so once they are germinated, now the fun begins. Once those little darlings are up, you can pull off the cellophane and then your primary goal is to make sure they get enough light. In our house, we have kind of an odd setup. We don't have a good southern exposure. Our one south window gets shaded. So when I have the containers, I'll start them in the east window, then move them to the south, then move them to the west, and keep going until the weather is nice enough for me to set them outside during the day in the cold frame or in the greenhouse, something like that. And then I bring them in at night because it's still too cold for them, but taking advantage of that optimum solar effect that I can get. Now, if you absolutely don't have good, good windows and you don't have this available, you're gonna need to provide light. This means you're going to have to grab a fluorescent bulb, a lot of times a shop light, sometimes they have special plant lights, you don't necessarily have to have those, but you just want a good fluorescent 
and keep hang that above the flats and keep it just a couple of inches above your seedlings. Now you're going to have to be able to raise it as the plants grow, but this will make sure that they don't grow tall, reaching for the sunlight because they'll become very weak. Now transplanting, once the plants are big enough, is one of my favorite activities. You need to wait to transplant until you get the first true leaves on the little seedling. Now, when you're looking at the plant, when it's germinating, you'll see a couple of little ones that immediately come out. The plant will come up and then you'll see what looks like a couple of little leaves, but these aren't leaves. This is what's called the cotyledon. This is actually part of the embryonic stage of the plant, but doesn't qualify as a true leaf. The true leaves are the ones that grow in between the cotyledon, and those are the ones you wanna look for to wait until you can transplant. Now just so you know too, you don't have to transplant as soon as those first leaves come on. You can wait for a little bit, but you do wanna get them in their bigger containers before they grow too big because then they're more prone to shocking as you're pulling them out of their original one and putting them in, into a new space. So when you transplant, you can just carefully scoop out individual plants and then put them, make a hole, put them in their new little area, cover it up with potting soil and or just the root area cover it with potting soil and then water it a little bit or you can just separate them out in one little clump and put them a lot of times what i'll transplant mine are put in flats so things like peppers will out where i'll plant dozens of peppers i'll take one of the big planting flats and i'll put three or four peppers across and maybe six or seven peppers down so you know 24 28 somewhere in there peppers per 21 to 28 peppers per flat and so when I'm planting out in the garden all I have to do is scoop those peppers out of the flat and get them in the garden so done that for years and years with planting thousands of plants and that's one way to speed up and it's a really fast way to transplant too so once everything is transplanted it's just a matter of keeping them in plenty of sunshine or under the lights water them when necessary feed them every week or two with some type of water soluble fertilizer and just be ready to find a place for them in the garden once the weather permits. To learn more from our gardening experts, join the community at plantersplace.com. And be sure to like Osmocote Plant Food on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the Planters Place podcast.